Although we learned about the incredible events of Kabbalah Satora in Parshas Yisro, after hearing many of the mitzvahs in Parshas Mishpatim, the Torah then comes back to give us Kabbalah Satora 2.0. We get another installment of what happened that day. And it's in Parshas Mishpatim where we get to hear the famous declaration of Na'asev and Ishma, when the Bnei Israel declared, we will do and we will listen. We're probably familiar with the famous Gemara in Shabbos and Daf Peiches, which discusses the godless of this declaration, the words of commitment, the secret of the angels to which the Bnei Israel were mechavin, that they should proceed Na'aseh um, Tanishma, that we should do before we will listen, before we even know what's in the Torah, we're going to commit to do it anyway. Now, this all works out according to Rashi, who assumes Ein Mukta that everything which took place at the end of Parshas Mishpatim really took place in tandem with that which was recorded in Parshas Yisro. But according to all the other Mepharshim, especially the Ramban, who assumed that the Torah is recording everything in order, so what exactly are the Bnei Israel saying when they commit Nasev and Ishma, that we're going to do before we even heard the mitzvahs, if after all they've heard so many of the mitzvahs at this point. A whole list, there are at least 53 mitzvahs in Parshas Mishpatim, on top of the Asaras Dibros and the last three mitzvahs that were recorded at the end of Yisro, they've already heard quite a bit. And sure, they're going to hear more after, but what is the special commitment of Nasev and Ishma at this point? And while we're on that, we know that the most important part of the commitments, we would argue, is the word na'aseh, the fact they said na'aseh before nishma. And if you look back in Parshas Yisro, they actually said the word na'aseh there. We don't get nishma until we get to Parshas Mishpatim. But a few times before the commitment of na'aseh and nishma, the Bnei Israel actually declared the word na'aseh. And the question is, do they really add anything by saying the word nishma? we just argue that the main point is that they said Nasa, that they're going to do it, no matter what, they're going to do it. But was it at all important that they added the word Nishma? And once again, especially after they've started to hear some of the mitzvos. so at this point, what is being emphasized by the word Nishma? We will address these questions with one more question. That when Moshe Rabbeinu finally goes up, to receive the Luchos, Hashem gives him the following instruction in Parak Chavdalad, Pasuk Yidbeis 24.12. Vayomer Hashem el Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, Alei Eli Hahara Vehyesham. Hashem says to Moshe, go up to me, to the mountain, and be there. Do this, says Hashem, Ve'etno Luchos, Luchos Ha'evan, I will give you the tablets of stone, Ve'atorah, Ve'hamitzvah, Asher Kasafti Laharosam, and the Torah and the mitzvah that I wrote in order for you to teach them. What exactly is Hashem's instruction? That Moshe should go up to the mountain and he should be there. And the question that's asked by the Kutzker, Rav Menachem Mendel Mikutsk, what exactly is this instruction? Go up to the mountain and be there. Obviously, if Moshe Rabbeinu would go up to the mountain, then he would be there. That's kind of automatic. Why did Hashem add the words, Vehyesham? And the answer, the Kutzker explains, is that Hashem is not talking about Moshe Rabbeinu physically going up to the mountain and then being there, but he's talking about a state. 
He's talking about a certain presence. He wants Moshe Rabbeinu to go up to the mountain and to actually be there, to be present there, to be fully in it as he's going to do it. Says Hashem, that's what you have to do in order to retrieve the luchos and the Torah and the mitzvah that's written on them if you want to teach this to the Bnei Yisrael. Now, if you would ask me, this is a nice idea, maybe for all of us to consider. But was this really an instruction that was necessary for the likes of Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest prophet who ever lived? Hashem is telling Moshe, as you go up to Har Sinai, go up to the Shemayim to retrieve the Luchos, he has to tell Moshe Rabbeinu to be fully present. Is there a chance, a possibility, that Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to be fully present as he gets the Luchos, as he secures them for us? So what apparently we're being told here is that, yes, there is a way that you can go into the Holy of Holies. There's a way that you can go into the most pristine site, and you won't fully be there. You could be engaged and engrossed in Torah and maybe still not fully be there. And what does that say for people like us? If Hashem is telling this to Moshe Rabbeinu, that you need, in order for you to retrieve the Luchos and to bring it back down to the Bnei Israel and to teach it to them, that you have to be fully present. Don't get distracted when you come up to Har Sinai. What must that say to us? And I could honestly say right now that I am for sure speaking to myself because how many times, whether it's in davening, whether it's in learning, you know, when you're learning Gemara, let's say you're doing Dafiomi, where you're just focusing on, on getting through. How many davenings do we have that we're just trying to get through? And even if it's not in davening or in learning, but anything in life that we're doing. How many times do we just go through the motions without fully being there? How many times can we, yes, repeat the last words that were said, but how can we honestly say that we were fully there if that's all we can do? We engage in so many things every single day of our lives, and it's very easy for us to miss what's right in front of us. It could be that we even heard the mitzvot, and we committed na'asa, we're going to live the orthodox Torah life properly. We're going to live Torah. We're going to do everything that it says to do in the halacha. But are we ever going to give time to nishma? What is nishma? What does nishma add to na'asa? Nishma adds the component of us meditating on and understanding what we are doing, which takes us fully being there in the moment. We might have heard the mitzvot. We might have actually heard them. They entered our ears. But you know what? We never fully process them. What na'aseh is is a commitment, yes, but without nishma, what are we actually committing to? Do we actually know? Maybe, once again, we've heard the mitzvot, but nishma doesn't just mean to hear, it means to understand. And to understand, you have to be fully present. And this is not really just a lesson for Torah, all the more so for Torah than anything in life. When people are speaking to us, when you are engaged in a mitzvah, when whether you're benching or davening, or you are just communicating with another person, to fully be there, you don't always have to be reading a text message or catching up on that WhatsApp, whatever it may be. Vehyesham means that if you want to make the most out of whatever it is you are doing, that you have to be fully present. And Kavachomer, Ben Benosh al Kavachomer, 
for any engagement in Torah. You want to feel the experience of Hashem? Says the Kutzker, you can be going up to Shemayim to achieve the Luchos, and you won't feel it because you're not fully there. We should be Zohar to be fully there, to be present wherever we are in life, to be present at that moment and get the most out of it.